Welcome back. I'm Emily at Emily's Podcast, Tribute to All Little Angels. This is an episode of the Review of Questions and Answers. This set of questions is from Part 2, Episode 1. Number 1. I say the city needs to step up and do the right thing. Own it. Whether the people involved still work there or not. There have been laws broken. I hear it. I hear you. Hang in there, Emily. Answer. I agree. They do need to own it. It needs to be fixed. We do all agree. Number two. Emily, do not give up on this. Answer. Oh, believe me, I am not. My family and friends will not either. Number three, how many different angles of certain areas in pictures have you taken? Answer, when I go to the cemetery, I take pictures of the full view of the area. I take close-ups of Megan's area, and I take full view of where the trees should have stood. At different times, I take different pictures from the different angles. Number four, how many letters and or packets of pictures and information have you sent out? Answer, the letters, I know we sent over 200 to who may have been family members from the names on the headstones. I have sent letters early on to state representatives and or packets to senators and governors with great appreciation of their responses. They have been very helpful and encouraging. Number five, how often do you feed the homeless? I know this question has nothing to do with your angel story, but it certainly shows what kind of person you are good-hearted answer thank you but to answer your question whenever we have family get-togethers christmas thanksgiving easter and or barbecues the leftovers are plated individually and we drop them off to the homeless other times we clean out our freezer of microwavable foods and also donate that It gives me a great feeling, and they get to eat. Number six, when you told your story on the podcast, you would beep out names and the location of where this has taken place. Why did you do that? Answer, I did that to not name names and location of the story until the end to keep listeners listening to the whole story. And I appreciate everyone being patient with me. They get the story told. Thank you. Number seven, how many times did the attorney visit the cemetery with you? Answer, twice. We visited the cemetery once to show him my concerns And the second time was the day of the digging of the headstone, November 26, 2019. Number eight, why didn't you show them your anger? Answer, 
I showed all of them the utmost respect, even through being mad, upset, disrespected, and I had every right to be angry and still very upset with their actions. Number nine, anyone listening to this family story does not see the unlawful things that have been done. Example, the dumping of the water on the ground. How cold. I'm so sorry, Emily. Answer, yes, it is cold cold-hearted and unfeeling. The feeling of the tainted Megan is so heart-wrenching and it was so unnecessary. Number 10. My gosh, Emily, hang in there. Answer. Believe me, I am. It's tough at times, but like I have said throughout all of this, Something more powerful is guiding me through to tell the truth than anything going on here on earth. This set of questions is from part two, episode two of questions and answers. Number one, Emily, any luck yet? Answer, I'm not looking at it as luck. I'm looking at it as someone will step up and do the right thing. Number two, when this started for you, did you have any idea it would have taken this long to resolve? Answer, I had no idea. But the main thing is we are not giving up, no matter how long it takes, no matter how long. Number three, Hello, this is me, Emily. I just want to ask each and every one of you, what if this was your granddaughter? Megan's birthday is on the 4th. It's not an easy time of year, but I know my faith in God. He will, he will work this out. He will work it out for Megan and for the others that are laid to rest there but by the grace of God is why I'm telling this story and I will continue to tell it. Happy heavenly birthday, Megan. Number four, the pictures of the two caskets. One is of the day you buried Megan in and the other is from the casket they dug up, correct? And the pole in the grass the morning you pulled up there do you have the pictures of the pole in the grass? Answer, yes, that is correct. I have the two pictures of the two days of the caskets. And yes, I do have a picture of the pole in the grass. Number five, where your niece took pictures of the plot marker indentations in the grass and ground, have they placed the plot marker in the ground? Answer, no. I have been to the cemetery over and over again, and I take pictures every time I go. No, there is no plot marker in place in the ground. Number six, Emily, my prayers are said for you. Just know there are people that hear your story. Answer, thank you for that. 
The story is the truth or there would be no story. And I appreciate all the listeners and believing in me and the story. We need the help to get it resolved. The lesson of what to do next. Number seven, when you visit the cemetery, do you still leave the flowers in the place? Answer, we leave the flowers under the south tree where we buried Megan in 1999. They do leave them there until it's time to clear the flowers from the cemetery. And we appreciate that. Then we put more flowers there for Megan. This set of questions is from part two, episode three of questions and answers. Number one, before the flood and you noticed the headstones were moved, how often did you visit the cemetery? Answer, we would visit the cemetery once or twice a week. I would sit on the bench and talk with them, listen to the birds chirp and watch the traffic go by. And at times when we were in the area, we would drive through. And most of all, after storms, we would go out afterwards. Number two, when your daughter and you would call the city, did they return your calls? Answer, no. No return calls from any of them until March 28, 2016, when we met at the cemetery at 3 p.m., but no return calls after that. Even after the city manager said he would call me to set an appointment date to look at pictures, I had to call him. Then after the meeting on April 6, 2016, the three individuals took the, vet, the fence and I knew I had to investigate it fully. After they pointed out, they cut down a tree, a tree that never stood where they say they cut one down. They were trying to make me believe the south tree was the north tree, which the north tree was cut down back in 2010, 2011. Number three, how soon did you start calling an attorney when you realized the city wasn't helping? The first time I mentioned calling an attorney was on April 6, 2016. On April 18, 2016, was when I first called and actually talked with an attorney. He called me by, back on April 19th and he gave me some very good advice. Number four, what made you decide to write everything down in a timeline? Answer, I decided to write the conversation and actions down throughout this just in case exactly what is happening it now happened everything can re be remembered to explain everything as it happened and believe me every bit of this is 100 percent the truth number five emily how have you felt throughout all of this answer i have felt misled lied to, stalled, ignored, and most of all, hurt, heartbroken and disrespected. Number six, 
Even after they fixed the drains, did the cemetery still flood? Answer, my gosh, yes. And I do have pictures to the date of it looking like a pond and at times ducks swimming in it. Number seven, I get it, Emily. How do you walk away? How would anyone walk away? Answer, I can't. And I know with everything good in this world, there will be someone that will help us. I will get the resolution for Megan and the rest of them. Number eight, in the beginning when you and your daughter started calling the city, what did you expect from the city? Answer, we wanted the headstones moved back and the people to acknowledge what had happened. We were just ignored. That's why we say this can't be made up. Ignored, but not made up. Number nine, Emily, have you ever thought of giving up on this or letting it go? Answer, not one single time. I will not give up on this. How do I? How could anyone? What would Megan think of me to give up on her like that? And this is 100% the truth. I'm not giving up. Number 10. In the storyline, you say your friend went with you to the cemetery on April 6, 2016, and the city manager followed you to the car. What did he ask your friend? Answer. The city manager was asking me to see the pictures as he walked behind me. When I approached my friend sitting waiting in his truck, the city manager asked my friend if he believed the headstone had been moved. My friend replied, yes. Not just one or two have been moved. A lot of them have been moved. The city manager turned and walked away. This next set of questions is from part two, episode four of questions and answers. Number one, you talk of reenacting pictures. How did you do that? Answer, I looked at pictures from 1999, the early 2000s. I went to the cemetery and stood looking at the older pictures and took pictures of the current time in 2020. Number two, whose idea was it to create the cemetery page on Facebook? Answer, my niece thought of the idea and my friend Patty made up the title, Cemetery Cover-Up. Number three, on May 9, 2020, five-year anniversary, you said if you would have known what you know now, you would have done something different. What would you have done differently? Answer, when we first noticed the headstones moved, my daughter and a friend mentioned having her exhumed without saying anything to the city. I didn't want to dig Megan up, but I should have listened. It would have saved so much heartbreak, but I really thought they would act 
in good faith. Number four, are you receiving emails? Answer, we have received some. We did receive some, and we replied back, but we haven't heard anything. We are planning to use a telephone number to be contacted. Do you, number five, excuse me, do you have the two maps and the pictures of the two different maps of the years, and what year did you receive them? Answer, yes. I do have the two different maps. I have the pictures of the two maps. The first map I received in 1999 when we laid Megan to rest, and the other map I received in 2019 as an admission map to the headstones being moved. In 1999, they had Megan laying under the south tree, and in 2019, they have Megan in two different spots. Number six, have you sent letters or emails to senators and representatives? Answer, yes. In 2016, I sent letters to councilmen, and in 2020, we sent letters and emails to senators and representatives and to anyone we could think of to send. We did send the link to the podcast in 2022 and 2023. Number seven. During the COVID, I'm sure things were slow for you as it was for everyone else. What did you get done during the COVID, if anything? Answer, we did slow down, but we did continue to reach out to anyone and everyone. We looked for natural disaster lawyers. We talked to state representatives and senators. We reached out to governors also. I sent a letter to the Funeral Board and the Bar Association, and I wrote the descriptions of the pictures, so we did keep moving. We did get a lot of great advice, and we greatly appreciate it, but still denied. Why? Number eight, this has got to be hard on you. Good thoughts are sent your way. Answer, thank you for that. Yes. It is hard. It's been tough. And I feel at times I'm a one man woman army trying to tell something and no one's listening. I know something. I said something and it's been ignored. I'm just not understanding why. Why not fix it? Get it over with. Number nine. What made you write letters to the Bar Association and the Funeral Board? Answer. My first thought on this question is, I was led to write letters to them after I wrote letters with my concerns. Number 10. You said you had green dots and white dots in pictures you've taken. Do you believe in psychics? Would you consider hiring one to look at the pictures and maybe the area? Answer, it's not whether I believe in psychics or not. I believe in the truth. And I have considered it because other people I have talked to about it believe in them. So yes, I am considering it. Before I get started on this set of questions and answers, I'd like to tell you a little story. 
On April 20th, 2023, the afternoon I visit the cemetery after the storms we had yesterday. As I'm looking at Megan's area, I find dark lines around the rock headstone and bricks stuck in the dirt, the grass. Now these lines were not here this past Sunday when I visited. I check things out more often than not, but the dark lines are visible. So I had taken pictures. I compared the pictures to the pictures that was taken two weeks prior and another on March 19, 2023. In coming up on eight years, there has never been any bricks around that rock headstone in that area. Another thing I noticed was the bricks stuck in the dirt and around the rock headstone was pinkish in color. Not the old style red brick shown in the older pictures around the rock headstone when it was west of the south tree from 1999 until 2015. I'm not sure what's going on, but it certainly makes me want to fight even harder for what I know is right or not right. I will continue to check on things here also. Part two, episode five of the questions and answers. Number one, you said your niece had received the call from a Senate office and she talked of putting this on a list to help you get laws passed for this kind of thing. Have you heard any more? Answer, no, we have not heard any more yet. It's all new to me. I'm learning as I'm going, but I do know now I need a legislative person to email them, tell them what we want to do and why, and also send it to the senators. I'm hopeful someone will help. Number two, Emily, I agree. You did an excellent job on your timeline with the details, the conversations, the times and dates. I think it's an awesome job. Answer, thank you so much. Thank you for the vote of confidence. I see it as this is for Megan and so many others now. Thank you again. Number three, did you ever get to do the video of the headstones being moved in the area? Answer, no, and I'm sorry for that. At the time when my niece Jen and I talked about it, we waited and waited for it to dry up from the cemetery flooding, even after the drains were fixed. My emotional side also being on camera was a little hard to comprehend at that time. So no, we have not. Number four, when did you put the ads in the newspapers? Answer, we put the ads in the newspaper in January of 2020, two other papers, one in February of 2020 and another in March of 2021. Number five, Emily, not only did you send letters to officials and family members, you sent to anyone you could think of, even movie stars. 
I think that's awesome. Answer. Yes, I sent to whomever I had to. I have to. And I will continue to get the story out there. Number six. Emily. My opinion. That lawyer did you wrong. Answer. I agree. The feelings about all that has been put to the side. It's all been so heartbreaking. Number seven. Emily, listening through your podcast, you show so many emotions. Stay strong. Keep your head up. The truth always has a way of coming out. Answer. Yes, I know the truth will come out. And yes, the podcast is lengthy. It tells the whole story. I wanted to express it all. How often we visited the cemetery, the feelings, the thoughts, and the actions. The story is the whole truth. Number eight. I can't even imagine the headstones moved in fighting to prove it and no one listening. But what's hard to grasp is they poured the water remains inside the casket onto the ground. I can't even imagine that. Answer. Yes, I know it's a hard pill to swallow and to think. Number nine. You speak a lot of Megan's flowers being there when you would visit the cemetery. Were you surprised they were there when you would go to visit? Answer. I don't know if I was surprised. I'm thankful they would leave them there and a little in shock through the flood waters at different times that they would still be standing. The flowers always seem to stay stuck in the ground and I'm thankful for that. Number 10, early on in your podcast, you said, I don't care what anyone does I will not admit to something that is not true, and I will not settle for something when I know it is wrong. Every part of this story is 100% the truth. Thank you, Emily, for standing up for what is right and what you believe. Answer, thank you for that, and I still believe that. And now that I'm done with the questions and answers, I would like to give you the conclusion of a little story I told at the beginning of this episode. On April 22nd, 2023, two days later, this afternoon, my friend and I went to the cemetery. I did get out at Megan's area to check on the rock headstone. There's grass starting to grow in the dark lines and around the bricks. I stood there in disbelief. The rock headstone is not in the right location. And in eight years, there has not been any bricks around that rock headstone. Although from 1999 until 2015, there were bricks that laid around the rock headstone. Red bricks, as shown in older pictures. I couldn't take any pictures at this time but I will in the next day or two. As I stood here, I thought my thoughts was, I have to wonder 
if I would not have came out to the cemetery on Thursday, the day after the storm, and four days after I was here on Sunday, and now the grass is growing in. The next time I may have came out, I may not have seen the dark lines and the bricks. I did return to the cemetery on April 24, 2023, and took pictures of the grass growing in. Thank you for listening. Stay kind with your words.